welcome to another edition of Ask Us Anything. Oh, Kenzie's favorite. favorite. Oh. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Yeah, hopefully next week we actually get John on and he can do one of these with us. We'll have another pillow talk and an episode of Passing Stones with John and Spencer, hopefully, too. Uh, really, we're just, we're hoping for all of that and hoping that we can really create some good content in the year 2021. But just to remind viewers of what Ask Us Anything is, every week, uh, well, really, pretty much every day, we get new questions from people around the globe who just really, you know, they just want answers to questions and they figure that uh, our little team here at Passing Stones with John and Spencer, that, that we have the answers. So let's just dive in. We usually, we'll just address 10 of those questions that came in. And uh, question number one, Ken's, this one is really important for uh, us, I believe. It is, is it possible to take a car ride with your significant other and not ask at least once if they farted after driving past a cow field? Okay, here's the thing, you guys. I just want to be sure that it's coming <laughs> from the cows and not from my husband. Okay, well, that's a deep dive into our personal life. This was just a general general question from one of our viewers. <laughs> Oh, so we just so... need to know, is it possible to have that kind of car no. ride? Not in our marriage, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> in any marriage. I'm sure some... Okay. I'm sure there are people, <laughs> couples out there, who don't feel as comfortable talking about certain things. Um, we don't have that. We aren't like that. So you feel natural asking if I farted. I guess, you yes. know... Feeling as comfortable as we do, it would make sense if you think that I could actually produce the same kind of smells that a cow does. Um, I don't know that I think that. I think I just want to be <laughs> sure that you can't. <laughs> well, okay. Got it. Got it. So the answer to that question would be no. Um, next question would be, uh, what's the best way to go about quitting a job that you hate? Like... What do you say? Yeah, like, how do you do it? Do you think it's okay maybe over email or... Um... Oh, I don't know. How have I how have I quit in my past jobs? You know, I've only seen you quit one. Which one? Uh, in service. How did I quit? I think it was an email. But I'm not sure. That's what I want All to I know, to. um, here's how I quit a job. I don't because I'm a very passive person. Uh, I wait till I get fired and see how it goes from there, which has okay. really only happened once. You've been fired once. And I've quit a few jobs, I get it, but I just kind of came to natural endpoints with them. And? Like, uh, UPR, for example, ran out of money for my position, so I naturally left. Uh, USU Extension, I naturally left because I graduated and figured I needed to move on to a big boy job. That one came to a natural end that I didn't, you know, agree with. <laughs> at the time but it felt good and I got fired so um yeah I guess most of my jobs have had a natural end as well because conservice we moved that's right that's, that's how I, it happened that's why I had to quit natural end to this last job you had was Graham yeah so that and makes then... sense wait till the natural end and then just leave <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to quit a job you hate yeah, just move to a different city and say, listen, I'm moving. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, yes, you can either wait for a natural end or create one yourself, like moving to a new city 
Or just waiting for that opportune moment where your boss maybe says oh. something in a Monday morning meeting uh-huh. where they might be all like, all right, is there anything new on the agenda? And you're so annoyed by hearing that same phrase every week that all you do is say, yep, I'm out. And then you just leave and you see what happens. Okay. I don't think a bridge is burned. It's funny enough that, you know, no boss is going to be too mad at it. You'll still get a great letter of recommendation, I'm sure. So, okay. I don't know, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say just have a baby. It worked for me. That works too. That's a nine-month wait, though. I don't know. Well, then that's nine months to save money and... If you're a male... Um, get your life in order. If you're a male and you decide to have a baby and you find a way to get yourself pregnant, I would say just take off all the time in the world. You're going to make as much money as ever, just people studying your body. So, I, yeah, I would leave right then and there. Um, so next question, what does it mean when your girlfriend texts you, I know what happened to Taco Bell, heart emoji? I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's this. what does it mean? What does it mean when your girlfriend texts you and said, I know what happened to Taco Bell with the heart emoji. What happened at Taco Bell? Like, is it sarcastic? I don't know. That's what I'm like, wondering. Like, did something bad happen to Taco Bell? And she's like... I know what happened. You make it seem like I'm the one that wrote this question, Kenzie. I don't know who did. Um, I really just kind of wonder. I think usually when you get a text from somebody, like a significant other that says, I know what happened at fill in the blank, it's a bad thing. So why send the heart emoji? That's the biggest question. Well, yeah, that's why I'm asking, like, is it a petty thing? Mm -hmm. And sarcastic? I don't know. It's like that episode of New Girl... Mm-hmm. When Jess and Cece get in that fight about over the yellow purse. Right, and they and send they all just those emojis. text back emojis back and forth, and they're like... Right. I don't know. So that heart emoji could be a slap in the face, or it could be something like... I don't know. I guess you would just have to know what you did at Taco Bell, or hope that somebody wasn't hitting on your girlfriend at Taco what Bell you, and did something nice for her. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe you got her Taco Bell and left it in her <gasps> fridge and she loves you for it. Yeah, but I feel like you would know that. Here's what I think happened to this poor son of a gun. Oh my gosh, tell me. What I think happened, this girl had the classic case of the Taco Bell stalker. So, a guy followed her into her favorite Taco Bell. And he paid for her order because he already knew exactly what she was going to get. So, he pre-ordered and paid for it. With a note to the cashier that just said, say it's from her boyfriend. Okay, okay. You see what I'm saying here? And so then she's saying, I know I have a Taco Bell heart emoji saying like, oh, I love it. Thank you so much for getting it. You know me so well. When this uh, poor girl is actually, she might be in danger. (gasps) No. You never know. So I would watch out for that. Maybe warn your girlfriend and make sure that everything is okay and just... I don't just text her and ask what it's about. I don't ask us this kind of question again. All right. So, uh, next question. Okay. Where do dreams come from? Your brain. Okay, but like, how does a brain formulate a dream? Like, we just had a baby. What is he dreaming about? You know what I mean? Your well, it gets it from like your experiences and like things that you just kind of see throughout your life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see a lot outside of. Our faces and my my boobs. Can I, can <laughs> yeah. I say that on this podcast? Why not? Um, <laughs> I really think that he just dreams about milk. 
Instead of boobs, I want to find a sound that just goes, Augus! <laughs> and see how that goes. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I can get that. Like, Graham's experiences so far has led him to that. Um, I think that, yeah, obviously, country and brain your experiences. Sometimes I think dreams are, they're deeper than that, you know? Okay. Like, uh, I personally have never had my teeth fall out IRL. I have had a dream where my teeth have fallen out. Me too. And it's a weird feeling. Well, I guess I had baby teeth fall out. So don't don't be thinking, you guys out there, that I just in this podcast voice with a whole bunch of baby teeth in my mouth. No, I have grown man teeth. I, I have a lot of baby teeth still. You have three. That's quite a few for some. <laughs> three out of thirty-two. Someone my age should yeah. not have any. <laughs> I have three. By the way, we aren't teenagers. Kenzie is a full-grown adult, so... Yeah, I'm married with a baby. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so back on topic, dreams, they just come from wherever, I guess. You know, you have fears, you have ambition. Graham, I think he dreams about, I don't know, probably just freaked out that, like, faces, and there's people in a world outside of a womb. Um, so, okay... Next question is Kenzie uh, looks at our next Amazon order and sees what we can get. <clears throat> How do you send back your order if you hate it at a restaurant? So not Amazon, but just at a restaurant. Ooh, honestly, I wouldn't. No? I don't want to make people feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like the chef. I don't want them to spit in my food that comes out next. Correct. So I'm just going to avoid it at all costs and just suck it up. If it really is that bad and I, like, physically cannot eat it, mm-hmm. then I would just ask for a to-go box and take it home. Yeah. And then throw it away. And what would you eat? I'd, I'd probably stop at Arby's on the way home. <laughs> just Arby's? Uh, any other place. <laughs> And get something that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I feel that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it either. I would just suck it up and eat it. There's no way to actually politely do it. I know people say that there is, but there isn't. I mean, you just suck it up and you eat that food. Or you ask for the to-go box and you just figure it out from there. So, next question is... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> someone on the bus sneezed on me. Now what? Ew. Just that? You? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's That's next? That's so gross. Yeah, it's a dawn of COVID, too. Like, what um, do you... Like, do you... I don't know. Oh, I'd probably just, like, kind of look over my shoulder a little bit and give him, like, a weird look and then cry a little. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. You wouldn't confront them on it at all? Well, what would you do? At that point, it's done. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, you can't take back a sneeze. <laughs> can't do it. You can't. As hard as you may try, you cannot take back a sneeze. But that's the thing. Like, how embarrassed do you think they they are? Because we all know the story of me that one time where I feel like this kind of happened. If you listen to Sidney Bennett's episode of Passing Sounds with John and Spencer, I tell the story. But when I was six, there were the UVU cheerleaders at a... Ew, yes, I hate that story. Don't <laughs> tell it again. Just go back and listen. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, just know. UVU cheerleaders and boogers are all that story is about. So I get it. Like, you, so the guy or the girl that sneezed on you is going to be embarrassed. It's 
especially like in COVID times, it is just as bad as if you did let one go on the bus, you know? Like, the best thing possible, I think, you, you shoot them that dirty look, like Kenzie said, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you go home and you scrub down as much as you can. Oh my Hope gosh, for the best. That has happened to me before. You've been sneezed on on a bus? Not on a bus, no. Sorry. Ah. I forgot that was part of the question. So it didn't happen to you. <laughs> Sorry. I remember when we went to the park that one time and that little girl who lived behind the park. Oh. She totally, like, full-on sneezed on me. Yes, I do remember that. And we that. ran home and I jumped in the shower. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like the kid at Hillcrest that sneezed and then mm-hmm. <laughs> got me. But I think that was just revenge and karma from the UVU cheerleader from before. Probably. You remember that. Well, he wiped a booger on me. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. He's the cutest. <laughs> yeah, because he wiped a booger on me. That's all people know about him. And he's the cutest to you. But okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Next question. What's the best American movie I can show my new exchange student from Tokyo? The best American movie? Yeah. Um, well, my first thought was Fletch. That's That's a good one. That's kind of hard to follow if English isn't your first language. True, true. So I think I'd be a little weary of that. Yes. Um, but Fletch or, I don't know, Spaceballs. That's a good one. Or, oh my goodness. Um, what else? What else is good? I don't know. What do you think? Ooh, man. Young Frankenstein. That's a good one. I would have a big list. Young Frankenstein would be number one. Okay. Uh, followed up closely by. Uh, why, why would Young Frankenstein? Space Jam. Be your first. Well, I think because it's like. Why is that your favorite Mel Brooks movie? I don't get it. It's just hilarious, okay? It is really And that's funny. the big thing. It's such a funny movie. I think that it gives such a good twist on Frankenstein that, you know, Japanese people that maybe haven't even heard of the original story would then be interested in more American folklore. And if that even is American. I don't know where Frankenstein actually comes from. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I I don't know. I just feel like it'd be a great way to introduce them to the monster and the man behind the monster, really the son of the man behind the monster. I just think that that'd be a great one to lead off. Uh, Followed closely by Space Jam. I mean, Michael Jordan's the epitome of America in the 90s, and Bugs Bunny has been the epitome of America for since 1776. That's a fact. And I don't know. I just feel like it'd be a good way to introduce them into there. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. But next one, what's the best starter pet? Oh, um, that's a really good question. And I would have to say the best one would be, I need a minute to think about it. What do you think? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Something that you don't expect to live long. Okay. Probably a fish. Okay. Is a good one. Really low maintenance, but okay. high mortality rate. That's where I would go. Think high, high mortality rate, low maintenance, and then you can kind of get a good feel for it, you know? Because eventually all animals are going to have to die, like yeah. every human as well. 
Um, and that's just kind of the thing. If you can't handle that, don't get a pet. So, I thought fish. Not initially, but I did, like, that was part of my thought process. Mm-hmm. But you can't really, like, interact with them. Not as much, no. Like, you can't really form a connection with them, which might be better when it does come to, like, them dying and you have to explain it to a yeah. child. Um, hopefully they aren't as attached. Mm-hmm. But I think a good starter pet, honestly, like, I would go rat. A rat? Yeah. Oof. Low maintenance high mortality? Yeah, they live a couple years. They are fairly low maintenance. Um, They're smart. They're smart. And they're nice. Some of them. No. Rats are are nice. Dirty rats. Um, Hamsters, not a good starter pet. Although, probably a common mistake people make. People make it all the time. Thank goodness for this podcast. And then they're like, why does my hamster suck? I'm like, well, because it's not a hamster. Hamsters are just mean, you guys. Yeah, hamsters are the jerks of the rodent kingdom. I have had... Next to chinchillas. Those are mean, too. Chinchillas are pretty mean. But I've had literally over 50 hamsters. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe three of them were nice. So three out of 50, guys. Do the math yourself. That's not great odds. It's not. Not great odds. I've never had a rat, but I have known a lot of people with rats. I thought you were going to say, but I've known a lot of rats. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to wonder where you're hanging out when we aren't together. (laughs) That makes me nervous. Watch out for hantavirus with them. Get them their shots if you get a rat. Oh my gosh. Domestic ones are fine. But I've never... Wait, is any rat that lives in a home a domestic rat? If it lives in, like, a cage, if it lives in the walls, probably not. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Okay. But I'm trying to have a serious conversation right now, and you're making fun <laughs> of, you're making jokes. I, okay, I'm sorry that I'm making jokes. <laughs> Tell me about your serious conversation about starter pets. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> oh my gosh. All I'm trying to say is, I've never met a mean rat, okay? (laughs) She has met a lot of rats. I have, that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Graham, Okay. buddy. (laughs) Next question. What did Nickelback ever do to make people hate them so much? I honestly don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know where started. I think they're fine. Like, I, I don't care either way. They're whatever, they're fine. (laughs) <laughs> but when did pe- when did they become the butt of all the jokes and like I really wonder when like did people start hating them yeah like Nickelback became the low hanging fruit of like jokes against bands or whatever I don't know it makes zero sense and I get it like some of their songs they got really overplayed maybe there's something to do with that the guy's voice I mean it's very recognizable but I don't feel like that's a bad thing his voice like, is fine yeah I just I don't get it at all. But I really, one thing that was weird, I remember I uh, was applying to work at this place. And I'm kind of glad I didn't get the job. Because I didn't even hear back from them. But they were really weird. They were like, please don't follow up with us. If you follow up with us, you will be forced to listen to Nickelback for the next 20 years. And it'd be like, okay. Everybody probably will. It's like, it's, 
I'm getting a little bit passionate about it, but I feel like Nickelback is kind of like the McDonald's of the, like, music world, where it's like... Are they? Yeah, because it's like everybody eats at McDonald's, but people don't want to admit it. And so I feel they like... Don't? No, people don't want to admit that Who they eat at McDonald's. Who do you hang out with? Not the rats that you do, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> They will eat McDonald's. Yeah, they will. <laughs> They're proud of it. <laughs> so... Other than the rats that Kenzie hangs out with, most people don't enjoy just saying that they eat at McDonald's, which is odd. But I feel like Nickelback is that way. Everybody listens to Nickelback, and whether they want to admit it or not, they do. So saying that, oh, well, we're we're going to make you listen to Nickelback for 20 years if you follow up with us, is a weak threat because you probably would have anyway. So... Uh, next question. Uh, sorry, to answer that, Nickelback did nothing wrong. It's America that has the issue. Um, number 12. Are you, like, a Nickelback fan? Like, why are you so defensive? Because They're I, fine. I How think often do you actually listen to Nickelback? Probably on a weekly basis. No, you don't. Yeah, on a weekly basis. I haven't listened to Nickelback since, like, high school. Okay, well, do you hang out with me? Yes. Like daily? Yes. Yeah, while I'm working, we've listened to Nickelback. No. We have. I don't know why you don't realize this, but we have. Okay. Anyway. What's I, our next question? My favorite Spotify playlist is um, uh, Inks, Angsty Mix 2000s. Nickelback is all over that thing. Okay. So I don't know why you don't believe that we haven't listened to I them don't. at least on a weekly basis. Okay. Um, well, okay, just going back to it, I think the reason why I'm getting defensive, I feel like in seventh grade, junior high, that kind of time, I liked some Nickelback songs. Uh, The song Photograph was pretty big. The song We All Just Want to Be Big Rock Stars was pretty big. And I enjoyed those songs, but people kept making fun of them, so I kind of felt like this contradiction And some cognitive dissonance, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like I spent too many years trying to bash Nickelback just to fit in with the crowd. That It's my time to actually defend them and to stand up for something good. Okay. So, anyway, that's the answer to your question. Now let's answer somebody else's. Okay. And this is the last one of the night. Uh, And I know I said question 12. I meant question 10. Don't at me on that. Um, I run out of zip-popping videos. Uh, what are other satisfying videos out there to help me fall asleep? Okay. I have been watching so many videos. I'm up all night with this baby. (laughs) And I just, you know, you scroll through your feed and you're caught up in like three seconds every two hours. Like at three in the morning, people aren't posting a lot. So Not too much. It doesn't take very long. Not even to get those dirty your... rats you hang out with. I know, I know, and they're <laughs> nocturnal, so you'd think that they were posting more. Yeah. Um, but seriously, it takes me three seconds to scroll through all my new <laughs> pictures. So instead, I've just started watching videos on Facebook, and I really like this account called the Detail. Wait, I'm gonna look it up for sure. But it's this guy that, like, details cars, mm-hmm. and he power washes the outside that's, like, all muddy, and then he goes on the inside, and he, um, 
he goes on the inside and he like vacuums everything and he by the way while Kenzie is talking about this I think she accidentally started two different videos on Facebook <laughs> neither one of them were of this car detailing guy <laughs> yeah he's called the detail geek the detail geek yeah just like he just I really love being efficient and like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how, what I'm trying to get at but he has literally thought of every nook and cranny a car could have <laughs> and he cleans them so well and they don't call him the detail geek for his lack of detail I know it blows my mind though I love it it's very satisfying does it make you want to detail our car yeah sometimes um <laughs> Another one I really like watching, um, I really like watching, like, skincare videos. Mm -hmm. Like, watching people just do, like, their nightly skincare routine. Kind of goes along with the zip-popping videos. It does, yeah. Um, but that's really satisfying, just to see them, like, put stuff on their face. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm okay. into it, though. Kenzie's down. Yeah. I also like watching cooking videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, I'm trying to think of, like, satisfying ones. Mm-hmm. Because I watch a lot of other types of videos, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they're, like, satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Twilight TikToks. Twilight TikToks. TikToks. What's satisfying about that? It helps you voice your actual feelings about the movie in a way that you didn't think possible. Like, it helps you form those connections on why it is that you thought that same way about Twilight. And a lot of it starts to make a lot of sense. Okay. Time out. I want to hear the rest of what you have to say about this. No, that's it. Okay. There's only one thing to feel about Twilight movies, and that's that they're the best. But you know that some of it is because they have some horrific actors and uh, the acting in it is pretty weird and the writing is a little off. Great story that you love to follow. The story is so good. And yeah, the <laughs> acting is a little funny. But that's just what but it's like getting made fun like, of in it and kind of pointing out those weird anomalies. But that makes it, like, even better. Okay. Well, anyway, Twilight TikToks were just number one on my list. Uh, I'm sorry that I answered the question wrong, so I'll try to get a correct one for you. Yeah, come up with um, a better answer. Splinter plugs. Very similar to the zip-popping videos, but it kind of mm. ups the ante a little bit, in my opinion. Those feel more stressful. No, not really. I think that's the thing, though, is that it does up the ante. Now, granted, ever since having this kid, I can't handle intense shows, so a splinter pluck is about my limit at the moment. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, uh, I'd recommend those. The last thing that I would actually recommend, whether you're into them or not, uh, tattoo videos. Seeing people Ooh, get yes. tattoos and seeing that artwork go on is just incredible to me. I have a lot of respect for it. I could never get a tattoo. Way too scared. But, anyway, those are the kind of videos that I would watch. Now, Kenzie has already put on Instagram some new videos well, for herself we were, to watch. I thought we were pretty done. I thought you were <laughs> wrapping it up. And uh, I guess I'll have to wrap it up, because that's what Kenzie is uh, doing now. She's lost interest. 
So, anyway, um, maybe that validates her video picks even more. If it'll hold her interest, it'll probably hold yours, but... Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, um, please send us your questions if you have them. We'd be happy to give an answer to it. That is passing underscore stones on the Instagram. Just DM us there. Or uh, send us a message on Facebook. Uh, our page is Passing Stones with John and Spencer. And until next time, Kenzie, um, I love you. Keep asking questions. Oh, that's new. Hey, I love you too.